Welcome back to another episode of Wait, I'm Processing. My name is Ashleen and I'm your host and thank you so much for being here. Um, This is my audio journal of me processing the shit that happens in my life and I hope that by listening to me be vulnerable and cry and blubber, I cry when I'm excited, I cry when I'm angry, I just, I'm a crier. So if you're a crier too, like, let's stop suppressing our cries, okay? Because this is just how we process the world. Some of us process the world through tears, and that's me. I'm one of them. Um, And that's just what happens here on my show where we process things. So I hope that by listening to me be vulnerable, I hope that you uh, find yourself in a place where you can be vulnerable with yourself too. So that's what we do here. And this is my second episode. Um, I... Just published my first episode, which I recorded yesterday on January 1st of 2020, and I have to say I was freaking out a little bit. I was freaking out a little bit because I got super vulnerable really, really, really quickly, and I got scared. I freaked out, and I even texted my sister, and I was like, I need you to listen to this episode before I put it out, but then I listened back to it, and it's really... Yes, I get very vulnerable. Yes, I get very weird and crazy. But you know what? This is my truth. I am weird and crazy. And this is a place I'm like specifically creating this place as a place for me to be weird and crazy so that I can understand this weird and crazy world that I live in. And um, but yeah, I was feeling really fearful about being judged for the uh, the things that I said in the first episode, for moves that I make as a parent in the first episode, for my, let's think, for my, uh, my last couple years of spiritual study is really what it is. It's spiritual study, but it's so far, like growing up, the things that I'm doing now, people told me wasn't real. And even now people will tell me that that shit's not real, but I'm experiencing things in my body and in my mind that make me know that it's real. So anyway, I get into that in the first episode too, and we will continue to get into that. But all of that to say, I was feeling super vulnerable about posting it and hadn't posted it yet. But then this morning... I got um, an alert from this app that I follow called the pa- called the Pattern. If you're into like astrology or human design or you know just knowing yourself and knowing the way that you've been patterned, the Pattern is a really really great app for that. It's you need to know your um, birth time and birth place as best as you can, as close as you can, because it is. I don't know exactly what information they use to draw all of the information together for each person for each profile but they are they really get you they really get me everything that I read off of them I'm like fuck I needed to hear that right now shit I didn't want to hear that right now but I know that I needed to and I don't know who what little aliens inside the pattern app are aggregating all of this content and feeding it to us but it's working for me so this morning I got this alert from the pattern that I wanted to read because it really 
um, helped me help settle my fears and anxiety. Like I'm still fearful and anxious about it, but I'm learning to move through the fear and the anxiety and move with it instead of shutting down because of it. Um, and this note from the pattern today helped me remember that. So here, I wanted to read it to you. Um, so the initial alert that, um, caught my attention reads, not everyone has the drive to give in the way that you do. It is not easy to make a difference in the world, but your concern for others combined with your incredible work ethic can help you accomplish amazing things. So that was the first thing I read and I wanted to hear more. So there's an option to go deeper and I went deeper and I'm going to, this is, it's kind of long, but I want this on record for myself um, if I ever listen back to this episode later. So here it goes. The, the header is responsible and compassionate. No matter how much you give, it doesn't seem like it's ever enough. There's often a pressure to give more. You're naturally sensitive to what other people are feeling and try to hold things together for others, but you may feel criticized and judged, most of all by yourself becoming your own worst critic. It hasn't been easy for you. From an early age, you may have felt that you weren't good enough or that you may have believed that something was inherently wrong with you, which set you apart and made you feel deficient. To be on par with others, you felt you needed to compensate and prove yourself worthy. This lingering sense of being less than others may dominate your life, bringing on anxiety and depression and shutting down your ability to prioritize taking care of yourself. You want to provide love and support to those you care about, but you may feel blocked and unable to do it right. You may believe it's your job to be the giver in all of your relationships. By default, you just accept that this is your role, or perhaps as a kid, you're expected to be the nurturer or put in this position. This is all so true, by the way. Like, I am a people pleaser to the max. I have a lot of limiting beliefs and blocks around the actions that I take because I am such a people pleaser to the core and I am really trying to um, break through that label and take it off and instead of spending my time pleasing other people, making sure that I spend more time pleasing myself. Um... And making sure that my needs are met. And I think that that's kind of where this continues to go. Okay, back to the reading. Um, In response to these instincts, you may become defensive, anticipating you'll be perceived as selfish if you aren't providing. You might overcompensate and deny yourself. It can be hard to receive without feeling guilty. And I think, I feel like that's also like a cultural thing, especially for women. I'm not going to say just for women. This is a cultural thing for everybody. The story in America is that you need to hustle and hustle and work hard. And if you work hard, you will get the American dream. If you can just work longer hours, or if you can just take the abuse from your superiors, or if you can just put in the years of education that you need in order to come out of the other side of that with some paper degree or certificate like that this is this is our the this is what the american culture has been built upon is this idea of like hard work and this is what the american dream is i reject that here and now i fucking reject that me and my coffee say no we do not have to work so hard if things that are meant for us 
will come to us easily, successfully, and without uh, struggle. You know, like, if we are truly living in the flow and living in harmony with the cycles of life, then that thing, that means that the things that are meant to us are going to come for us. But the, is, is, the universe is always working in your favor. I am a huge believer in pronoia, this, this concept of pronoia, or the universe is always working in your favor. If you are living in your flow, in your particular way, the universe will bring you everything that you need and you will never be wanting. I truly believe that on a soul level, and I now I'm just trying to re- do the reprogramming work to remind my brain, my ego, my mind that we don't have to work so hard. We don't have to hustle. This is not, we don't, we don't, we don't, we just don't, okay? We just don't. And, and when we're working that hard, that means we're denying ourselves the energy that we could have put into ourselves we have been putting into other people. And that is simply just a disservice. Um, it's, that same idea is in the plane. You know, when the plane goes down, make sure you put on your oxygen mask before you put on your kid's oxygen mask. We need to do this in everyday life. We need to set boundaries around ourselves and our our self-care. And, uh, to, okay, so today, okay, this is going to take me forever to get through this reading, but today I got a massage. And it was an expensive massage. It was um, from a doctor of osteopathy, and she's been a longtime massage therapist. She's a Reiki master. She has like 12 bullet points under her name of all of the special skills that she can offer. And so it was her her price reflected that. And I mean, she has all of this value. There's abs- she's worth every penny. And it, but it was an expensive. That's not a procedure. Service body work session. It was an expensive session today. And I do not currently have, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I'm a, well, I'm a work-from-home mom, but I don't currently have income coming in. We're still working on generating, like, a stable income through our content and our podcasts. But I have this feeling of low self-worth around, like, how can I put all of this money into this bodywork session when I'm not even bringing any bringing in any of the income but that is just that is a limiting belief that is a block that I am working on and I think and the the guilt of going and getting this expensive bodywork session almost overshadows the benefits of receiving the bodywork in the first place so we are letting go of the guilt for self-care I need, I'm thinking of this as my payment to myself for being a, a mom who works for, you know, fucking 14 hours a day. You know, I fucking deserve a massage, so I'm going to get the best massage with the best lady, and I'm not going to feel bad for it. Okay. <sighs> okay, moving on. Or... Instead, you might believe that others might mistake your caring heart for weakness, so you create a protective shell around yourself. Also true, which is part of the reason for this podcast, because I am trying to, even for myself, break through my own protective shell so that I have a better idea of who I am, even am, underneath this veneer of, you know, Ashleen, who has just presented to the world. 
Um, I don't think that I have a good sense of who I am. I think, well, I think that I am getting a better sense of who I am. I don't, I, I think that the past year, especially over 2020, I think that I really cracked into my, my own protective shell and I'm starting to feel a lot more comfortable and whole, um, acknowledging and recognizing these things that I let walk by me when I was little these like spirituality things or ways that I want to eat that seems to be so weird and different from everybody else in my family. Like, okay, moving on, protective shell. But rather than just warding off potential negativity, you may wind up locking everyone out. You can be guarded to such a degree that people have no idea just how sensitive you are underneath. You may have felt this way for years, but could never put a finger on it or understand why it was happening. Or perhaps you've worked through a lot of these blocks already. This energy can feel stronger when you're younger. While it's hard to see, there is an advantage to this dynamic. It gives you drive, discipline, and the capacity to work hard. Without this influence, it would be difficult to achieve or be a source of strength in the way you are able. It makes you more practical and grounded. You can understand the realities of life and can navigate them effectively and within reason. But there's a fine line between this energy crushing your will and it helping you channel your gifts in a productive, balanced way. In response to this pattern, you may feel unable to ask for and receive what you want because you don't feel you deserve it. And that's the whole thing. I, I have this whole self-worth issue wrapped up in working hard, doing better, being show, proving to other people, proving to the authority figures into my life, in my life, maybe not even authority figures, but just proving to my peers and the people around me that I am valuable based on what I can do and can contribute. And that is not the way for everybody, especially not when you are overgiving and not giving enough to yourself. And that's what this is saying here. Moving on. You likely derive great meaning in your life uh, from providing emotional support and unconditional love. Because of this, in order to feel valued, you might feel like you need to sacrifice yourself and go to the ends of the earth to show people you care. This sense of deficiency could drive you to work harder than anyone in an effort to show your worth. Ordinary kindness isn't enough. You need to constantly prove you're capable of more. This can make you vulnerable to having codependent relationships. And this definitely presented itself has presented itself in my career um just like wanting to please the boss kind of a thing instead of maybe having more boundaries or standing strong in what I actually think in so that I could please the authority figure because you're willing to deal with the harshest of circumstances to take okay Because you're willing to deal with the harshest of circumstances to take care of those you love, you may find yourself providing for abusive or challenging types. You might believe if you just keep going and do everything right, you'll receive some kind of reward and finally be relieved of this burden. But if you're overly attached to the results of your love and it doesn't come out like you expect or you're not appreciated for your efforts, you'll feel hurt and drained. You might think you've somehow failed, triggering the cycle to prove your love all over again. If someone isn't open to what you're giving or doesn't value your contribution, instead of backing off, your impulse may be to provide even more, to show you can do better. You might nurture people to such a degree that when you sm- that you smother them, not knowing when to stop. Yep, I feel that one. I feel that I feel that one in like my ancestry too. I feel that one in like the mother line of just 
uh, women uh, doing the utmost to make sure the people around them are taken care of and as a result really losing themselves losing themselves because they just don't they don't haven't fostered that relationship with themselves because they've been spending all of their time over giving to other people and then the funny thing about that is then the people you're over giving to become resentful of you because they don't want you in the business all the time you know so okay You may hold a parent or authority figure responsible for your insecurity, believing their judgment is what's keeping you down and their validation is your path to happiness. You might think that if you prove yourself in their eyes and get them to say you're special or good enough, you'll be released from your struggle. You might spend your whole life striving for something that's unattainable because when you finally get there, you'll feel empty and worse than ever when it doesn't change anything. This is the most painful part of the process. Discovering that even the ultimate sacrifice isn't enough to fill the void and relieve the heavy pressure. It won't release you from this prison. Nothing external will deliver the self-love you're looking for. Only you can give that to yourself. There is no finish line or ultimate destination. There is only you and the way you choose to respond to this dynamic in your life. There is no finish line or ultimate destination. I feel like that message has been coming through in a lot of different ways. Like, even as we go, even as I go on this journey of, I don't know, enlightenment, awakening, whatever you want to, whatever label you want to call it, my spiritual journey, my spiritual teachers have been saying similar things where it's like, you're not going to one day do all the shadow work and then wake up and all of a sudden you're this enlightened being. That's not really, that's not really how it works. It's more about recognizing the divinity, the divinity in your human and allowing yourself to play in that divinity along the way so that next time you come around to learn new lessons or different lessons, then you have already had lifetimes experiencing and enjoying life. Um, So yeah, there is no finish line or ultimate destination. It really is about the journey. Okay, continuing on. It isn't personal, you're not flawed, and you haven't done anything wrong. Rather than seeing this pattern as a punishment, think of it as a process that you need for your personal growth. (coughs) While exhausting and frustrating, the intention of this energy is to force you to let go of your attachment to the outcome of your love and stop basing your identity on others' needs. That's a big one. The intention of this energy is to force you to let go of your attachment to the outcome of your love and stop basing your identity on others' needs. You're learning to break through and love yourself unconditionally and to create a sense of self-worth that doesn't rely on other people's validation. That is my shit for 2021, y'all. That is my shit for 2021. It's important for you to learn to nurture and support others in a way that's authentic for you. Otherwise, you might be taken advantage of. You could be exploited by a person or corporation who knows you will give and give and not expect any return. There's no logical connection between merit and reward. It doesn't matter how much you provide or how good you are because perfection isn't enough. The sooner you can let go of this concept, the easier it will be to deal with this energy and the less you'll be affected by it. If you believe the judgment and react from a place of insecurity, you're giving your power away. Self-consciousness and doubt only continue for as long as you accept them. If criticism does exist from friends, family, or your culture, 
See it as an opportunity to empower yourself by rejecting the negativity. Make friends with your critical side and the voices in your head so you can quiet them. This is shadow work, people. This is shadow work. You have the opportunity to channel this pressure in powerful ways and take advantage of it. Not everyone has the capacity and drive to give in the way that you do. It is hard to make a difference in the world without the kind of concern for others you innately possess. Combined with your incredible work ethic and determination, this trait can help you accomplish amazing things. But giving should be its own reward. You'll feel valued for your contribution when you get a fair and energetic return for it. If that isn't there, then you are off track in giving your love to the wrong person or a project. Once you let go of your attachment to the results of your love, you'll be able to give from a genuine place, sending pure, unconditional love to those you care about. Instead of being exhausted, you'll feel invigorated. This pattern can make you feel old even when you're young, but but fortunately, the older you get, the younger you'll feel. No one is judging you as harshly as you judge yourself. When in doubt, only care for people or projects that authentically motivate you. Don't let guilt be your reason for anything you choose. You have nothing to prove. Make sure to nurture yourself first and in the same and in the same way you do for those you love. Forgive yourself and accept the person you are, not the person you one day might be. And that's the end. So the part in this that really made me um, less anxious, that kind of freed me as far as posting that first episode was this whole bit about find your way where you can give authentically, um, where giving can be its own reward instead of in ways where other people are asking and where it becomes like an obligation. And I think that this podcast here is my way of giving back in a way that works for me. Um, it's like not I I think that not enough people are looking into the darkness and looking at their shadows and and looking at the dark shit and learning how to become friends with their critical side and I this is this is part of the inspiration for this podcast is that so that as I do it As I use this specific way of audio journaling um, about, I mean, this content is so specific to my life, you know, like this is all stuff that is very, very personal and it is literally my life. But I think that there are people out there who can listen to this and extrapolate and um, apply it to their own lives. And that is my ultimate hope for this. Um besides it just being my own personal outlet and a thing I need to use, like I can use to soundboard and brain dump and just get stuff out of my head and onto something else. You know, that that is how it serves me. And then I can also see it serving you. Hopefully. Hopefully you enjoy this. Um, and I hope that some maybe something in that pattern read um, resonated with you. Maybe you too are a people pleaser who, or maybe you don't even recognize yet that you're a people pleaser. And, um, or, you know, maybe some, 
maybe you're just beginning to recognize that you're a people pleaser and everything that that means because um, it's built into our culture. It's built into our culture to give our energy and attention to other people instead of to ourselves. And the more that we can give to ourselves, the more that we the less that we rely on each other, but the more full and whole we become. So if we're all becoming more whole people in and of our, in our in and of ourselves, then we don't need to rely on other people to do that for us, which they can't really do that anyway. So if we're all doing that for ourselves, then we're all just going to be a world of 8 billion whole people instead of 8 billion people who really don't know anything about themselves or the truth of what they are or your divinity as a intelligent being in this meat body, meat suit here on planet Earth. Um, so yeah, I hope some of that, hopefully some of that resonated for you. And if not, you know, scroll on, friend. Uh, thanks for making it this far. If you um, like what you hear, please make sure you subscribe, share me, share this episode with a friend, follow me on Instagram at Queen Ashleen, and I will talk to you guys soon. Happy January 2nd. Love you.